Hey, soul sibling, welcome back for a brand new episode. Wouldn't that be fun if there was this cute little ootsy cutesy baby doll of me, Mr. Blue, that you could carry around with you? (laughs) That's my birthday wish. It's my birthday month. It's August. Yes, I'm a Leo. 1973, August 6th. 47. Holy shit balls. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm excited about today's episode because I think I found the magic word. This has been resonating with a bunch of my friends and people are talking about it. So when people respond, when it resonates, when people ask me questions, when they tell their friends, I know it's something that I need to put on my podcast. So today's episode, I have found the clinical word to describe 2020. Oh yeah, like this whole world pandemic, the Great Depression, I have the word. Word, 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 bird is the word. I said bird, bird, bird's the word. So stay tuned, let's dive in. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Smith. Some people call me Mr. Blue. Either way, I'm looking to be your spiritual muse. All right, so I turned off the air conditioner and actually I don't even have an air conditioner. Did you know that I don't love air conditioners? And I like to use fans, and I bought this really cool fan from this Swedish company. It's so retro and cool looking. And I like to have natural air just blowing on me. So I turned it off so that we could have silence and no other sound effects. The window is shut because sometimes people are out playing, especially in the summer and especially in 2020 when nobody is where they're supposed to be. Nothing is business as usual. So I took the month of July off for several reasons. I didn't tell you I'm just here now in August. So I was on vacation. I want to have scheduled vacation in the summer and the winter for my business, which is finally happening this 2020 summer. And so I take company wide breaks, although my company right now is just me and when I hire other vendors to help me or freelancers by the project. And last Christmas holiday season, I was able to spend three weeks in New York and over New Year's and Christmas. And then this summer, um, I'm just here in Southern California trying to stay faithful, (laughs) patient, hopeful. And I needed to take some time offline and I needed to kind of look at the rest of the year and really figure out what it is that I want to be doing for you to be of service as the teacher that I'm stepping in to be and with my goals for Viral Mindfulness Academy, which should be launching very soon in September. Um, So more details coming on that. So for today, what I'd like to do is I kind of want to set the stage and ask you if you have said this recently or you've heard someone close to you or around you saying things like this. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just I can't focus. I feel so depressed. I'm distracted I'm not really sure what's happening, but I just don't feel normal. And I sleep a lot. I'm distracted. I feel anxious. 
I don't feel motivated. I'm eating too much. I can't get off the news, the devices, um, smoking too much, snorting too much, um, playing video games too much. Perhaps it's the other side. You're working too much. Perhaps you're being too positive and hopeful, and perhaps you are using spiritual bypassing. Have you been experiencing any of this? I have, and that's one of the reasons why I also took July off, was so that I could figure out what was going on. I could name it and own it and find the definition, find the diagnoses, and then begin the steps, the first step, which I think is really the hardest, which is to name it and own it. And right now it's very difficult because there's a lot of pressing, there's a lot of pressing points. So today's word that I wanted to share with you that's really fun, the word is dysthymia. And one of the reasons why I love it, well, a couple reasons. One is, I mean, dysthymia. Like, what the hell is that? And you probably have never heard of it. And it's kind of a fun word, dysthymia. You could also use it as an adjective with dysthymic. So the definition is depression, despondency or tendency to be despondent. So here's how she says it on my app. Dysthymia. Dysthymia. So I know this word from my work as a clinical social worker. So in the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the fifth edition, it's called Persistent Depressive Disorder, dysthymia in in parentheses. And this is a consolidation from the DSM-4 version, which defined chronic major depressive disorder and dysthymic disorder. So it's just a little variation in the actual clinical diagnosis. But since we're not, I'm not clinically diagnosing you, I am offering you a word because the first point of today's whole episode is that sometimes when things get really stressful and overwhelming, or sometimes when the emotions are negative and they are undesirable, we do all kinds of, we all have strategies. And some of the typical ones for me, I just start to stay busy. I distract myself with television. I love to watch scripted shows. Um, I can distract myself by getting all productive and putting more things on my to-do list. And I can sometimes deny what's coming up emotionally because I have this perceived, like this belief that that I need to, to be positive and that if I'm a teacher or the people around me, that it's not helpful for them to see that side of me. And I know that that's actually quite the contrary. And so I know for myself and I know in working with other people how important it is to find, to own and find what it is you're feeling. And that's a very big first step to surrender to that reality. And the reason I really love dysthymia is because it's not giving you depression. The word depression carries a lot of baggage, kind of like the word meditation carries a lot of meaning, which I think those words just put a roadblock to 
your willingness to be open. And so with dysthymia, it's very easy to be like, yeah, I have dysthymia, <laughs> as opposed to saying I'm depressed. So to remind you, the just the general definition of dysthymia is persistent, mild depression. Okay, so creatively speaking of words, does that not describe what you're feeling? And some of the people around you, persistent, mild depression. And even when you're feeling okay or having a great hour or a nice evening, there still is this persistent sort of undertow of mild depression. So I'm officially naming this the great dysthymia of 2020. In order to have a diagnosis, it requires that you go sit down and you go through the criteria. And a lot of times there are many different symptoms that are happening for certain periods of time. I'm not giving you a clinical diagnosis, but I am as Mr. Blue, as a mindfulness teacher and a creative muse, I am inspiring you to embrace the great dysthymia. So for me, everything kind of hit for me in June, mid-June. And that's, I think, when finally I was kind of hit by a, an influx of negative emotion and it really interrupted my schedule, all of my life, my ability to be focused, to feel peace, to, I mean, after a couple weeks of just feeling like I was in the twilight zone, I had to really come to terms with the fact that this mild persistent depression was actually happening and that it wasn't going to do me any good anymore to sort of like try and explain it away or or to um or to even say yeah it's because of covid or it's because of racial inequality and anti-blackness or because it's politics and democrats and republicans in the presidential election or child trafficking and all of this current wave of information that's flooding the online spaces. And so here in in this podcast and in my world right now, I want to just remind you that regardless of what it is called or what the specific issue is, we're talking about the general symptoms and so where I decided to go is where I started the podcast here is I decided that I had to, once I, I owned it and I got in touch with it, I had to go back to being an ootsy cutesy baby. And that wasn't very easy for me to do. Meaning after a couple of weeks when I noticed, here's what I noticed a couple of weeks in, I'm up till 1230, 1.30 in the morning, which is not like me at all. I'm usually in bed by nine and up at five. I'm sleeping in. I am eating twice a day. I'm drinking too much coffee, not enough water. I'm not making healthy choices. I'm eating my feelings. Um, I'm I'm on my device for hours beyond my work days because I work on devices and doing online marketing. And so I was just consuming so much news and content. And then I was staying up late and watching scripted shows and distracting myself with entertainment. And 
I was feeling overwhelmed. What really overwhelmed me was coming into awareness about racism within my own self and body and also becoming aware of white body supremacy and the value or the lack of value that's placed on black and brown and indigenous bodies. And I couldn't focus for long periods. I wasn't sitting in in meditation. I was sitting on the edge of my bed crying. I was waking up dreaming in tears in the morning. And it's actually all okay too for me to be going through this because it's what's happening. And I also want to be very aware of what my black siblings and brown and indigenous and queer family are sharing with me and the books that I'm reading. And, but you know, when I can't even really be in my basic life and schedule, I knew I needed to do something. And I had been in situations like this before. In fact, you know, COVID-19 is a virus and you all know that viral mindfulness is named after the big event in my life of testing positive for HIV. And so I've been working with HIV and AIDS for 18 years. And so I had a little come to Moana moment with myself and I said, okay, we need to do something. And you know where it starts. It starts in your practice. It starts in your daily and, but I couldn't sit for 30 minutes. That's what I was doing on guided meditation or silence for myself. I couldn't even sit for five. I was going to going out of my mind. And so what I decided to do was go back to being like a kindergartner. I thought of Maria von Trapp from The Sound of Music singing to the children Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. When you sing, when you read, you begin with A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. The first three notes just happen to be Do, Re, Mi, Fa, So, La, Ti, Do. And this ootsy, cutesy baby, this little Alexander for you, your beautiful inner child, like back to the basics. Week one was so hard. Week one was about the end of June. So this is my sixth week. And I just started at the basics. So I decided, okay, I need to be back on scheduled meals and cooking in my kitchen, plant-based. I need to be on my program, which I have a whole system with menus and shopping lists. So it's very easy to jump back into. I jumped back into that. Um, I couldn't stop drinking all the coffee. So I started with, okay, let's just have two cups of coffee a day for the first few days. And then eventually, very quickly, I was back to just one cup of coffee. And I waited until about 10 or 11 to have that cup. And then I was drinking more water naturally because coffee totally does not make me thirsty for water. And it also dehydrates you. And so then I was getting back into more of a rhythm and I started challenging myself to not watch as much television. And I started just sitting for three minutes, which was so difficult in, in meditation for me because I was used to doing 15, 30 minutes and here I am doing three. And I just said, Alexander, you are a little baby. You're starting at the beginning. It's do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, week two. 
much better. Week three, week four, back into yoga, back into running, back to getting outside, back to focused hour, setting my timer when I'm working on projects, not taking a phone call during a set work time because someone needs to talk, getting back to them when it works with my schedule. And so bit by bit, week by week, hour by hour, I started to find strength and I started feeling more capable of working with the general dysthymia that's all around us right now. And just like all other paradoxes, there's also a lot of beauty and nature and birds and magic around us too. That's where I'm seeing this conjoining of all sides into more wellness. So I want to share a quote with you right now. This comes from a book I'm reading about Shambhala Buddhism. It's called The Sacred Path of the Warrior. And here's the quote. If you want to solve the world's problems, you have to put your own household, your own individual life in order first. That is somewhat of a paradox. People have a genuine desire to go beyond their individual cramped lives to benefit the world. But if you do not start at home, then you have no hope of helping the world. So the first step in learning how to rule is learning to rule your household, your immediate world. There is no doubt that if you do so, then the next step will come naturally. If you fail to do so, then your contribution to this world will be further chaos. And so that could be your home. That could be your box, your bedroom, your square, your little corner of the house. There's a lot of different situations for people with resources and working and living. So things have all been turned over and everything's in flux. So wherever you are, whomever you're around, I live alone. I've been living alone for years. I love living alone. I am working full time still currently. And I am able to reproduce a lot of what I've been doing for seven years in this same environment. So I definitely see that that's a very strong advantage for me. So I want to share with you three things, three interventions, three steps that could help you. And the first one I already shared with you, which was, you know, to identify and name and own what's going on. And if I were you, I would not try and like fix it. I would not try and get rid of it. That just creates more war in your life. This is what's happening. If you need more help, yes. If you need to get on an antidepressant, seek out a professional or a doctor I am not that person for you. I'm simply here in this attitude and podcast space. If you are looking for some group coaching to be part of community and also to focus for 30 days on mindfulness and to focus on a specific topic like dysthymia, like distraction, anxious, anxiety, sad grief, sadness or grief, I am going to start offering 30-day group coaching programs starting in autumn. So more details will be coming about that. And so the 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 other part of the first intervention is once you name it and own it, then 
you got to get into action and you got to move into some sort of action. And we're going back to kindergarten. Ootsie, ootsie, cutesy little baby. You're going back to some very basic places. I'm telling you, this is week six, and I cannot stress enough how putting one foot in front of the other, I did a 20-minute meditation this morning. I could not even do three minutes several weeks ago. And in fact, I did two meditations this morning. I did like a free-form one in my bedroom before I left, and then I did 20 minutes timed after my yoga class because I found that once I'm done exercising in a one-hour yoga class, I feel very capable of doing a timed 20 minute. Okay, so remember, this is what I'm doing six weeks into this intervention program, this free intervention that requires a lot of humility and a lot of compassion and gentleness towards yourself and to the people around you. So let's go through the next two steps and then we'll be done for today's podcast episode. So the second idea is so cool. I've been thinking about this a lot, which is creativity. These beautiful worlds that I thrive and love, like watercolors, like making art, like sitting at the piano and learning new songs and singing. I love creating podcast episodes. I've been doing viral mindfulness since 2013. I first started with weekly blog posts and viral mindfulness Mondays, an email that I used to send every Monday in 2013 and 2014. And mind you, I will be getting back to regular viral mindfulness Monday emails. I don't know if it'll be weekly, but definitely a couple times a month. And it's kind of like a love letter from me to your inbox from Mr. Blue to your trail and path as the flexible traveler. So if you, well, I've noticed that being engaged in these processes, these creative endeavors, it creates a space in me. I used to be so focused on the results. And I mean, I'm still very interested in the results. But I've also learned that even more than the results, the process of doing all this, it creates space within me. It creates a lasting residue. And there is a, it's kind of like pixie dust that's left behind. And it, it, it leaves, it settles in my being and in my soul. And that space is what you need to meet the great dysthymia. So let me say that another way. You need space big enough within you, not within someone else, within you, your spiritual world, your creative world, your emotional, physical, any of those bodies. You need a space big enough to meet the uprising of the great dysthymia and all its dysthymic symptoms. It's lovely. It's not easy. I found one of the most helpful things I can do is when it starts to rise and I don't even know that I'm like, that it's stuck in my bones and I can just feel it. I stop and I start breathing because I also realize, God, we are not breathing. I mean, there's been so many metaphors attacking the breath, whether it's COVID-19 and how it impacts your lungs to racism and having a neck, having a knee on your neck, whether it's George Floyd or the whole system, the knee on the neck. 
I mean, you can take that not breathing across any topic. For those right now who are talking about sex trafficking and child pornography and and these, this is a current theme and trend, not trend, it's a current theme that's being discussed and shared. It's the same opportunity for us to feel like we cannot catch our breath. And so, of course, for me, sometimes it's as simple as just taking that breath and then turning inward and orienting my attention inward and saying, I have the space here. I've been working hard for six weeks now on discipline and schedule, saying no to people uh, who are wanting to get together. I, I just can't really be around a lot of people right now. I realize that I've got to take care of this little child, this part of me. And I also, it's giving me an opportunity to create some art and to finish uh, my guided meditation starter kit, which I'm so excited to launch to you. It's actually called A Breath of Fresh Air. You're going to love it. It has seven sections, seven trails. And within those seven trails, we will talk about the breath. We will talk about the element of air. And it's free. It's my gift to you because I love and care about you. And you have been so good to me with your time and your attention. So the final item on today's list for interventions, number three, one day at a time. Now, stop. I see what you just did. You're giving it lip service. You're treating it just like a little mantra. No, 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 no. We're not talking about the words that say one day at a time. We're talking about the pivotal transformational practice, the mindfulness to be here in this day. The past, yesterday. The future, tomorrow. What's going to happen in November? That Way too far in the future, people, my soul siblings, today. And in fact, I had to go down to the hour. What am I doing this hour? One of my friends, she's down to seven to ten minutes. <gasps> Bless your heart, Mrs. Flutterbutter. Seven to ten minutes is her point of entry. Well, wish, well wishes to your 10 minutes, well wishes to your hour, one hour, which means, okay, I'm looking at my clock right now. It's 5.03. Oh my goodness. I've got 17 minutes before, mm, not 17, 12 minutes before I need to be in my Monday night meeting where I am a co-facilitator for a Buddhist recovery and meditation group. So now I'm leaning into that. I'm fed. I'm going to pour myself a little bit of coffee, have a second. Okay, I lied. Today it's a third. I'm lying, everybody. I had three cups of coffee today. And then I'll be in my my community with my queer family talking about recovery. And that's all I have to do because this hour I was here with you. The hour prior, I was actually working on some really great work projects for uh, my client. And so those are your three steps. What do you think about this? The great dysthymia. What do you think about 
going back to the beginning to practice and to going back to kindergarten and owning and naming your symptoms and not trying to fix them. And then moving into the second intervention of creating a space within you that's big enough, that's rooted in your heart, your passion, your gifts, your music. And then number three, one hour at a time. I'm telling you, you can do this. You're not alone. I absolutely adore you. I will be back uh, soon with a Soul Sibling Sunday episode and a guided meditation. There are smaller episodes on the podcast, hashtag Soul Sibling Sundays or Saturdays, and hashtag Make Sit Happen, which is just a guided meditation track right here built in the podcast for you. Um, and like always, I do have a podcast currently on Apple Podcasts. I'm working on setup on other providers like Spotify and Google. But until then, I would love it if you could do me a huge favor. Open up your podcast app, search Viral Mindfulness Alexander Smith. Subscribe if you're not. I realize that most of you listening are listening as a subscriber. And if you would please leave me a review, all you have to do is go click on the review, write a review. You don't have to set up an account. You just select five stars because you love me. It's my birthday month. And all month long to celebrate, anyone who leaves a review in the month of August gets their name entered into a raffle. That's right. And you can just leave a review about what you think about me and how I have inspired something for wellness in your life or a thought on mindfulness. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Um, but the more reviews I get and subscribers, it places my podcast before other users. And I'm really interested in sharing what I'm doing with other people. So if you could do that for me as a birthday gift all month long in the month of August, those who leave a review at Apple Podcasts, I will add your name to a raffle. And guess what you're going to win? Maybe if your name is drawn. I have the most cool handmade sketchbook with watercolor paper. You don't have to watercolor in it. You could do a pencil or pen or other things. But it's a handmade sketchbook. And I will post pictures and show you all about it. They're really hard to get. This wonderful husband and wife team, they make them and they're so lovely. So I'll see you next time, dear soul sibling. Be gentle, be playful, and be curious as you walk the trail of mindfulness. I'm your little ootsie cutie baby, your ootsie pootsie cutie baby doll. Just as sweet as sugar cotton candy, the cutest thing you'll ever see at all. Are you still there? Hi. Guess what? Do you need a little more help right now? Okay, I do have a couple guided meditations over at my website. And it's a private link just for you as a podcast listener. And there's two guided meditations that are set up right there for you. And you can access those at viralmindfulness.com forward slash. Oh my gosh, I can't even remember what the forward slash is. Hold that thought. You'd think I was 47 this month. Okay, 
forward slash make sit happen, all one word, viralmindfulness.com forward slash make sit happen. And thanks for your birthday wishes. And as always, you can reach me at alexander at viralmindfulness.com. I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts or impressions, how you've been impacted by today's episode and anything you want to share with me. I always love to hear from my listeners. Take care.